All right, let's get started on our panel, the August panel that has joined us every Tuesday. Rocco Rossi is the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. How's Rocco doing? It is a great day for small business in Ontario, my friend. Well, I'm going to get around to that here momentarily. Uh, Kevin Gaudet is the president of Brightpoint Strategy. How about you, Kev? I am a small business. I'm living the dream. Thank you. Good. Well, you know, uh, there's keep your powder dry, guys. I know you're very excited because of something Doug Ford uh, announced earlier today, and we'll get around to it. Alyssa Freeman rounds out our panel, PRN pop culture media expert. How about you, Alyssa? I'm fine today, John, and I'm glad to have the three amigos back together. It's been weeks. Yes, the it John ratio weeks. is way down. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the other day we were yeah. blessed with yeah. three Johns in the studio. That's more than we've got in the communal washroom. Listen, got to ask you this. You guys, you know, just before we started in last hour, I was talking to Dwayne Ward, who was a winning pitcher, by the way, when the Jays won their second of back-to-back World Series in 93. Joe Carter's famous home run cleared the, you know, it was a, a walk-off uh I guess, in the ninth inning, and it was very memorable to me, but you guys all seem to have memories as well. Like, it's one of those where-were-you-when moments. Alyssa, do you recall where you were that night? One of the two World Series, I mean, whether it was 92 or 93? Yes, I do remember. I was in my apartment on Erskine Avenue. I was with a friend, and she and I were watching the game, and as soon as that game was over, we ran out onto the street because we heard all the horns honking, ran down to Young and Eglinton, and were randomly high-fiving people out their car door windows. It was really a state of euphoria. I remember like it was yesterday. Well, it was 25 years ago tonight, 1139. Uh, it was a late one ninth inning i guess you know and with all the pre-game stuff and so on the world series does drag into the late hours how about you rocco what do you recall it was a fantastic evening for me because as you recall a couple days earlier in atlanta they flew the canadian flag upside down so being the young entrepreneur that i was i had a thousand canadian flag stickers made up with directions up and down and i sold them at at Skydome as people were coming in. So I made three grand that night and cheered on Joe Carter. So life was sweet that day, my friend. I was thinking that was Atlanta, though. That would have been the year before, right? When they beat uh, the Braves in 92. Two, and they, they and it was 93 upside, it was Philly. Up, down. Okay, so yeah. uh, the, the Marine Honor Marino. Guard came out and the flag was <clears> so, <throat> but you took the opportunity. You bought how many? A thousand flags? I made a thousand uh, stickers made, you know, uh, with uh, up and down written on top and the bottom. At Deco Labels. Well, it wasn't Deco Labels then. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. anyway, so uh, that so made you began. three grand. Yes. Oh, good for you, Rocco. Uh, so you are an entrepreneur at heart. Uh, and Kevin Gadette. Any memories from either of those two World Series? Yeah, but they're slightly more dorky, I guess. I was in Calgary. I was campaigning for a local federal candidate because that was the federal election in 1993. Two-hour time difference, so we were drinking some wobbly pops, getting ready to pull out the vote two days later, and we had the TV on while we were doing GOTV and drinking some beers in the back room and celebrating that way. Wow. All right. Uh, and that uh, candidate was? Yes. Drum roll, please. Well, it was actually Jan Brown, but we were part of the Preston Manning horde that came down two days later. Oh, really? With Myron Thompson and all of them? That is exactly Whoa, right. Oh, look at you. That does take us back, doesn't it? Good for you for remembering. Well, Go Myron. 
I was, I was going to say, all right. And Stephen uh, Harper's first election. Yes, it was. Uh, 93. Oh, it's real memory, conservative memory lane uh, right now. Yeah. Well, Next topic? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's inside baseball. Let's just put it that way, uh, on both fronts. And so we recall it all too well. Now, uh, I know you were giddy for another reason as recently as last hour, Rocco. Uh, when Doug Ford announced earlier today they're going to kill Bill 148, this is the one that saw the minimum wage originally uh, t- to be taken up to $15 come January 1. Uh, they're going to freeze it. We know that. They uh, promised they were going to freeze it at 14 an hour for 33 more months, and then it's just going to be indexed to inflation, you know, hovering around 2%, I guess. Uh, as well as the two paid sick days, you'd get 10 if you're a uh, worker of any stripe, part-time, itinerant, whatever, and two of those would be fully paid and guaranteed. They've taken that off the table. You're now only allowed eight, uh, and uh, none of them which uh, would be paid. This is something that uh, is considered to be too draconian, too harsh. Andrea Horvath, as a matter of fact, in the legislature earlier today, she was decrying the fact that this Bill 148 was being scrapped. Listen. It is shameful, and it's giving a nice big plum to all those well-connected business insiders that are sitting in the Premier's office day in and day out asking for more plums for business and uh, and, and a, a tougher time for everyday workers. All right, so it's just a sop to uh, big business people, and uh, he's betrayed the rank and file, the, the, you know, the working class. The vast majority of our members and the vast majority of businesses in Ontario are small and medium-sized businesses. They're trying to build a little independence for themselves, their families, and and are the job creators in the op- in this economy, are the very ones who create the jobs uh, that provide food on the table for the workers that uh, Ms. Horvath is talking about. And quite frankly, it's like right out of her election playbook, which is, oh, well, surely they could pay just a little bit more. Let's not forget, the minimum wage was increased by 21% just a year ago with no relation to inflation, to GDP growth, to ability of the businesses to pay. They just had to suck it up. So this was just a matter of too much, too fast we need a pause. We need to rebalance so that it's something that is reasonable for business, all businesses, um, and that is fair uh, to workers. And quite frankly, there was also just badly written legislation. Those 10 days that you talked about, uh, Johnny, in the in the original WIN legislation, those were not even prorated. So if you were a part-time worker who started in December you were still entitled to those 10 days in the calendar year. And if you had three part-time jobs, you were entitled to the 10 days from each of the three employee employers. So it, it, it's just madness and poorly written and too much too fast that needed to be addressed, needed to be rebalanced. And that's exactly what this government is doing, and we we salute them for it. All right. Well, in lieu of 148, they're introducing the Making Ontario Open for Business Act uh, and so that's now, as a business person, uh, Kevin Gaudet, uh, some of the things that I've referenced here, the $14 an hour, that stays for 33 more months, and then it's indexed to inflation, uh, taking off the table the two paid sick days out of the 10 that you were allotted. Now you'll be allotted eight, but two will not be paid. 
vacation? They, what the heck is that? Well, you know what? It's They've a small also business. There isn't such things. As well, a Lori Scott, who was the labor minister, said the provision for three weeks of vacation for employees with is five being protected years, with five yeah. years yes. at a company that's going to remain. Is that fair? Is that about right? Oh, look at I, I I love these changes. Actually, I just want to put a quarter in Rocco and let him go on this one. To be fair, he's so <laughs> passionate on this. And and so so two things. One change that I really like is the apprenticeship apprenticeship ratio change so right now i believe it's four to one you, you have it to depends have, on it depends on the trade so it's definitely higher than one to one yes uh where depending on the trade you have to have more than one uh certified uh journeyman jur- thank you journeyman let's say master um to every apprentice and that ratio is now being reduced to one to one this will importantly lar- create a large number of apprenticeship opportunities for future new trade uh, employees on, on on their way in which for of which we have too few in ontario there's qu- there's quite a shortage but also of interest i'm just going to point out that i'm it's curious fun to hear rocco go after andrea because she's speaking at an ontario chamber event at one o'clock thursday afternoon so there's going to be a royal rumble between Rocco and Andrea. Thursday well, are you afternoon. introducing her, Rocco? We can, we, can have, we can have creative differences. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, unless I mean on this uh, model here that the Ford government says, you know, Ontario is open for business, so they're naming the act after that rather than, you know, uh, the fair business or whatever it was called under the, the Liberals. Uh, was it the right move by Doug Ford? Do you think he's actually uh, going to have the support of the broader populace than, say, those like Andrea Horvath decrying it? Absolutely, and I sort of like the juxtaposition of the two, of the two deeds, if you will. First of all, you know, freezing the uh, wages, and then sort of giving context for the public, not just saying, "Okay, we're not going to give you any more money, and we're taking this away." No, 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 no. We're creating uh, a better, uh, a better slate for the province. You know, we are open for business again, and people understand that. You know, that's a sort of a very down home, folksy way of saying that we do support everybody, and so it's almost like putting like an open sign or open for business sign in one's window. And I and I like that because it's not too highfalutin. It's something that everybody can relate to. And and it leaves it sort of wide open as to what that means without pigeonholing them into, you know, a, a, any sort of set agenda. All right. Well, you know, uh, Doug Ford seems to have a set agenda. I- equally, uh, he has gone after the feds on this carbon tax being imposed. Justin Trudeau was at Humber College earlier today, and uh, he was selling this uh, idea that there's going to be this minimum price on pollution for those who don't have uh, a provincial plan. And so we're opting out. Scott Moe in Saskatchewan, equally passionate about that. Uh, New Brunswick wants out. You've got Prince Edward Island kind of vacillating. Uh, Manitoba's Manitoba. out. Pallister out there in Manitoba as well. And uh, should Jason Kenney come to be the premier next May in Alberta, that could be five aligned against this federal carbon imposition. I want to come back and uh, broach with you whether or not this is a winning strategy on the part of the Liberals. Is it a winner? Uh, because they think... The Conservatives, as a matter of fact, Justin Trudeau said as much, Conservative politicians who want to criticize the carbon tax have to answer to Canadians. Well, how will this play out in a moment? We'll put it to our panel. Lisa Freeman, Kevin Gaudette, Rocco Rossi on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Our legislation will remove onerous regulatory burdens for employers. We're freezing the minimum wage at where it's at until uh, 2020. Many U.S. states are reducing this burden making them increasingly attractive to Ontario business as a place to invest. It is shameful and it's giving a nice big plum to all those well-connected business insiders that are sitting in the Premier's office day in and day out. The regulatory burden is getting worse every year. 